<laughs> and we are back. Hello, it's Tom Chenault, and it's the Network Marketing Leadership Show, and it is a great day. I am telling you, we have a we have a surprise guest on top of an unbelievable guest today, and that is not Photoshop. They did not Photoshop that guy's head on my box. <laughs> that is Joshua, and he is the fiance of Forbes Riley. So how you doing, Joshua? His name is Joshua Self, if you guys want to look him up on social media. There we well, go. I'm, I'm about to go to the gym again. Wow. But a year ago, time. you were in sad shape. You got in a terrible motorcycle accident? I did, and I still have a cane here that I still walk with. I work. Yeah. I can walk pretty good with shoes on, but with no shoes on, it's, it's really hard. He was on his motorcycle. A kid pulled out of a bank and creamed him, shattered his ankle, destroyed, I mean, literally coma wheelchair for six months and lost you lost everything i have this photo of him completely shrunk down all tiny last june right and you had me take that picture and then you said what well i'm gonna go for mr olympia which is coming up in october 6th and he just turned 44 you're like babe you don't look real good oh my god and that is just, exciting <laughs> he's a testament i think to attitude intention he said i'm going for it and here's what i have to do to get there and how does he look you guys I'd marry him. Well, nice to meet you, Joshua. We're very well, excited here. to your progress. All right. I'm off to the gym. All right. Man, take care. It's me and you. That's tremendous. Thank you, Jerry. Well, it's been amazing being front row to someone who said he was going to do something that seemed impossible and then to watch him achieve it. And not to achieve just a small feat, but that's a world champion. And yeah. I will tell you, it's affected me this last year when most people were complaining and pivoting about COVID. We had our own way of pivoting, but we don't take it the way most people do. And it all starts, I know you guys know, with your mindset, right? Yep. So tell us about you. I mean, you have had a crazy career. I've known about you for so long, been a fan of you. I can't believe we have you on the show I mean, you've done it all. Where on earth did this complete streak of unbelievable ambition come from, Forbes? I love that you said ambition and not luck because it's got nothing to do with it. And I'll tell you, you know what it came from? I think a decision early on that I had a desire to prove naysayers wrong. Right. I was a very ugly little kid. I got hit in the face with a baseball bat when I was young. I had braces for eight years. I had a very bad, odd thing in my mouth. And I had tongue crusher for two years. I couldn't talk. I was overweight. I had frizzy hair. And I was really smart. You know what that makes you as a little girl? Very Unpopular. lonely. Unpopular, right. Oh, no, no. Popular wasn't even a word. Really lonely. I didn't have friends growing up. I would hang out with teachers. I remember in second grade working with Professor Kilroy on linguistics and building a computer with my dad when I was in eighth, fourth grade as an eight-year-old. That, you know, in retrospect, when I really look at how odd my childhood was and my free time was spent watching movies and dreaming about being James Bond and not a joke, but I said, that's what I would watch these movies and lots of television. I can go toe to toe with you with 1960s TV trivia from Bewitched to, you know, you name it, the Beatles, the, you know, the, the, the monkeys, the Partridge family, all of those, those were my friends. And I didn't have any friends to know that how weird I was. And then my, and I only know that now as I'm telling these stories and getting reactions from people going, yeah, it's a little unusual. Then when I was 14, my dad slipped. He was a printer and a magician and an inventor. So we lived in a kind of a crazy, we were the fairly odd family at the end of the block that people were like, yeah, just don't talk to them. They're strange. I mean, seriously, I would drive down the block. My dad made me a go-kart out of half a garbage can, a lawnmower engine and paper mache to look like a Batmobile. 
you just, I know, right? Who are we? And he, uh, he slipped and he cut the whole front of his hand off in a printing press. And he was going to spend the next three years in the hospital. And what that meant for my family is that now we're completely broke. And almost every night we would see dad in the hospital and bring him, you know, his vanilla milkshake from McDonald's and just dreaming of having a different life. Didn't go to any football or baseball games, even though we had them. And I graduated a year early. And it's just funny how this whole thing unfolded. Because when I tell it, it tells like a really fun movie. Two things. One, my dad's hospital room overlooked the only mansion in town. And I remember being fixated on what does it mean to actually live in a house like that with the big circular driveway and the two giant chimneys? You know, do they have full candy bars at Halloween and real Christmas presents? And then the second was my mom said, we have no money for college. And it's a funny thing because she said it out loud when my dad's doctor was there. And she said, well, there's this pageant happening. They have a scholarship. And we looked at each other like, I know it's a beauty pageant. And my dad's doctor turned to us and said, I'm going to fix your daughter's nose. So, you know, this whole dream it, believe it, when you talk your dreams out loud, Yeah. he fixed my nose. And there's a cute, really fun picture of literally going from the ugly girl to rather cute. When the braces came off, the nose got cute and I entered this pageant. And then the next thing we talk about as entrepreneurs, what do you want? I wanted to win to save my family. And I did. I walked into a room of 500 girls. I remember saying to my dad, I'm going to do this. One of these girls is going to be on TV on NBC with Bob Hope, and it's going to be me. Now, it's only a good story because it ended up being me. And wow. it's a crazy story. And I have the photos. I showed this in one of my presentations. You see me. I'm in a hand-me-down hand bridesmaid's dress. But I had this intensity, and I knew it. Because no one else, all the other little girls were worried about all the other little girls. You guys, you don't understand. See my man over there? That's my dad. And I'm going to prove him that, I'm, you know, that we can do this. Yeah. And for the longest time, I kept amassing accolades, getting on Broadway, starring in movies, because I was out there to prove that we were worthwhile, that we were, you know, that I mattered, if that's a good enough driver. And I'll tell you what, it drove me to a lot of things, starting the X Games, being on Broadway, being on soap operas. And the funny thing was, the entire time I'm this way, I'm also fighting my weight. My mom was 260 pounds my whole life. We only ate fast food, we didn't have a lot of money. And I was chunky, and I got bullied for that. So there I am, this actress. I mean, I'm on a soap opera with Meg Ryan and Julianne Moore, and they're like these tiny twigs. I'm like a normal person, but compared to them, I'm, you know, they sent me to Overeaters Anonymous. So funny thing, the whole time I'm really ambitious, I'm also fighting all the naysayers. And that was my 20s, my 30s, my 40s. I kind of figured out now in my 50s and 60s. But I will tell you what, it looks a lot more fun looking back on it than it did going through it. And you never have had, I mean, you've never had that point in your life where you were going to give up. You've just fought through it no matter what it was the entire time, Forbes, or were you, have you been so far down that you said, this is it. I give up. I can't do this. What's happened to you over the years? Where would you, okay. Where would you give up? You know, in fact, I wrote the definition of perseverance. Okay. So I created, okay. I created a little fitness product. You know, at some point, by the way, nobody wanted this. I want when that. I launched my, some of those. Well, when, I, when you go to shop spin gym, when I launched this guys, I was on a reality show called uh, Pitchmen, and it was produced by men who didn't think that a woman should be a superstar. I didn't really know that. Well, they made fun of me. It was a whole, when that show aired, spin gym was the number one search word in the country. Forbes Riley was number three. And they told me that I should go home, that I just was never going to make it. 
I woke up the next morning and my then husband said, so what are we going to do now? And I turned to him and I said, we're going to make spin gyms. He said, but nobody wants it. And I said, they're wrong. He said, they can't all be wrong. And I said, but they are. Now that comes from having sold $2.2 billion worth of fitness products from starting a network called Fit TV that we sold with Body by Jake for $500 million. I've certainly had crazy ups and downs. I helped start the infomercial industry. Tom, I don't know what the word depressed or where would you give up? Where are you going to go? Where else is there to go? I didn't understand. I'm, suicide is not even a, I, that's a ridiculous concept. You figure this out, right? And no one's ever helped me. So there was no one to turn to. You figured it out. Well, when U.S. Customs got a hold of this at one point, when I finally afforded an entire cargo container and they railroaded me into crazy stuff. I mean, I, I have a video of this. I snuck in a little video and you know what? It looks a lot like Norma Ray. And I set out and all those, how do you persevere? How do you hire eight people to black out 44,000 something mistake that we made? Long story about how all that worked, but I saved my shipment. And part of me, I think, loves movies. In movies, isn't it always the underdog who succeeds? Isn't it always the journey that you go on? It's not that you actually get the chalice. It's, you know, Indiana Jones all the way through. And it's never easy. So why would you expect that life is easy? Who said it's fair? Life is not fair. Congratulations. And when you own that, it's a lot of fun. It's also a lot of fun to figure out when there's rules to be broken. I love doing that. I was an actress for, a, I still am an actress. But in New York City, I couldn't find an agent who wouldn't chase me around the desk, right? I didn't really know about the Me Too back then. But I said, enough is enough. And here's what I figured out. I created a company, I'm 20-something, called CMA, Creative Management for Artists. And I hired a woman named Lindsay Maxwell, and she had a British accent. And Lindsay would get on the phone and talk about how brilliant Forbes Riley is. No, no, you must make an appointment with her. She will blow you away. I was Lindsay Maxwell. For three years, I booked all my own jobs. And I never even told people this because I thought it was so bizarre. <laughs> but I look back now at 61 and go, girlfriend, good on you. Gee, Chris, isn't that brilliant? That that needs to be, that right there needs to be a movie unto itself. That is so good. How did, did you go to acting school? Or did I you did. Oh, I did. I mean, I, and I know it's funny that you don't know this uh, because there was no social media back when I was growing up. If there was, I mean, I created the X Games for ESPN, but as an actress, I starred on Broadway opposite Christopher Reeve. Uh, I've been on soap operas and movies. I have two movies out right now. If you guys go to Netflix, one is called How to Train Your Husband. I just shot another one called A Taste of Romance. And my very first feature film, I know Adrian loves, is called Splatter University. <laughs> it's an early 80s slasher movie, and I'm the star of the movie. That is amazing. And you were on 24, I saw. I was. Times. I did season number three. That is mine during a pandemic that happened 10 years ago in a TV series. I know, with the Geico guy playing president. Now, I've done lots of movies and television. I just never hit it really big. And I'll tell you something else. Now, this is where life gets, and this is why I now speak about the universe and manifesting, because I had the lead in a TV series. My kids were three years old, so it's 15 years ago. I wanted that so bad. That would have been, mm, shot the pilot. You can see it. It was good. It cleared the entire country. And Fox comes back to us a couple of months later and says, you know, your name is not famous enough to launch this show on. We're going to replace you with Bo Derek. Oh, she's a hogger. You know what? She's still alive. I'm not going to say anything bad, but I'll tell you what, no, as an actress, a joke. I know. Now I know what I'm talking about when you were looking at Mr. 10 running through the beach. But anyway, <laughs> and then I thought, now this is where I learned a couple of lessons too. Life isn't fair. 
Well, then you're going to give me the second female lead. No, that went to Morgan Fairchild. And I will tell you, heartbroken like you have no idea. This is what I wanted so clearly. It was in my hands and I just watched it wash away. The next day, my agent calls me into his office and he says, you know, we're going to let you go. I'm like, go? You, what do you mean? I'm a, I'm a 40-year-old actress with, you know, two, three-year-old twins. Where am I going to go? I just got to lead in a TV series. He said, look, he said, you make a lot of money doing infomercials. I want to retire. My 20-year-old son doesn't want anyone over 22. We're going to let you go. And then, by the way, you should brand yourself. Now listen to this. And if you still want to make movies, make enough money and buy your own. I walked out Lord, the door Lord, and this is make enough money by your own. Hold that thought. We got to take a hard break. We're coming back. Oh, right we come back on the Genesis communication network. Stick around. Okay. Now we're in the commercial Forbes. So don't talk. Don't tell any of that. Remember what she just yeah. said. Cause I, I know. Cause I'm a hundred. You are unbelievable. This is, <laughs> I knew you were going to be like this. And those of you that missed the beginning of the show, she had her fiance without his shirt on, who is training for Mr. Olympiad. I'm going to yep. take off my shirt just for the before and after. <laughs> it would have been tremendous. No, no, you are a rock star. What do you I think? think? Traumatic was the word you were looking for. Yes. Uh, I love this. And, you know, it's just amazing. You And you said this, that, you know, there's so many things like, you know, I was, I was, I went and read your official bio and you've done so much in the last 10 years that there's not that much about what happened before 10 years ago. And so I'm, I'm like digging around trying to learn your story. And you have done so many big, big things. Yeah. And so we're talking contact mapping. We're talking, this is the sponsor of the show. We're talking about relationships. And my question for you is, you know, who were the people that gave you, were there specific people that gave you a huge break along the way? I know it was huge amounts of perseverance, but so often the door opens through another human. Did that happen for you? Oh, all the time. In fact, I talk about that. I teach a program called OPP, leveraging other people's platforms. Yeah. Everybody opened doors. And the funny thing is I didn't even realize how grand the opportunities were. And I'll tell you a couple of those when we come back. We're here. We're live. We're still live. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. So we're, we got, so here's the deal about these hard breaks. This thing goes to 500 radio stations on Saturday. So we're live right now. So we have to take the hard breaks, but we just goof around during the commercials. So cool. that's so cool. So we, you can cuss, you can do anything you want, Forbes. <laughs> I have a real strong need to curse, but I will tell you, you no, know, it is about, and it is mentors that, and I'm now I'm going to forget where we did leave off. Um, what did we leave off at? Uh, you need to buy your own. You need to buy your own. Oh, right. But we're so not there, back yet. Forbes, we're not back. So at, no, no, I know. So at every point, there has always been somebody who gave me whatever, and I'll give you a whole bunch of examples. And, and that is, you know, it's, it's the definition of luck. It's preparation meets opportunity. Yep. And so I was that right person at the right time. And I, I did all kinds of things. I mean, if you look, I'll see, how did I get to be the host of the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, working with Jerry Seinfeld, Ellen DeGeneres, Robin Williams? I had never been in a comedy club before. So I would say it was the owner, Jamie Masada, who found talent, who put me there. That was genius. He saw something, but I had the courage to get there, do the audition and be who I was. Yeah. Um, I was the host of Westwood One. I actually interviewed classic rock stars for two years on one of the biggest radio stations. Again, the person who gave me that opportunity. But you, how do you be the person that people want? Yeah, yeah. Very, very well said. And I could sit here and tell stories. And I will tell you something. The secret of all of this now is when I was about 21, I said to my mom, I have this vision when I'm 83, I'm going to be telling this great story to my kids and my grandkids. And as I said, as I walked out the door on a trek to Europe, I said, I've got nothing to talk about. I better go write some stories. 
There it is. That was it. There it is. All right. So we're going to come back to that, this piece of the conversation. We're going to kind of bounce back and forth. So go check out contactmapping.com slash free. Be the person that has, that is worthy of telling that story. And that's when, as you encounter these people along your journey, that magic happens that she's talking about. So we're coming you know, back. Deb just writes here, how did you create such an unstoppable mindset? My question is, how can you not? Yeah, she's a green scientist, Deb Erickson. She's as smart as they get. If you're impressing her, you are impressing the world. Okay, okay. we're going back. Stick around one sec. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault and Forbes Riley. Holy mackerel. My brain feels like it's stuck in mud. This woman is so quick and so on top of it. She sold two and a half million of those little gizmos. No, uh, yes, I did. So if you And her husband or her husband-to-be, that thing right there, she said that the, how many revolutions does that go out a second? Spins at 125,000 RPM. And in fact, in third world countries, they take and put a vial of blood on this and use Mormon, it as a centrifuge. Mic. We like, can't hear you, Forbes. Did you mute yourself accidentally? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, no, I'm not muted. No. Oh, still don't have it. Okay, so we'll figure that out on that end. What do you think uh, about her? Yeah. Just an, uh, an incredible mindset. And to hear having gone from being, you know, such a peculiar kid, such a smart kid, such a lonely kid, but to have that unstoppable mindset, it sounds like from, you know, really the very beginning, that just, I the mean, that's really. Well, she got hit in the face with a bat. So that man jacked up all her teeth. She wore braces for eight years, but she never let that slow her down. She, in fact, she wait, made that speed wait. her up. And now no. I don't have a picture? Yeah, we're going to be fine. Don't get all panicky. This is live TV. This is what happens. I know, but now I don't have a picture. Where did I go? I don't know. I think it has to do with the storm. Uh-oh, we have a terrible storm in my neighborhood, or I was just I had too much electricity. No, no, you're fine. We're going to figure you out in two seconds. But right now, we're going to talk to you as well as. So keep going. Can you hear us for us? She dropped back out. So she, I think she's reconnecting over there. All right. Poor girl. She's in a terrible storm wherever she was. She was in Mexico in a five-star resort with her twin daughters. Then she was in Dubai. This girl lives life. And I am telling you what, she lives that life because she said so. Every one of you, because you said so. You don't have to get hit by a baseball bat in the face. Just go do it, right? <laughs> well, that's good life. I think I, I think up until that moment, everyone was thinking, I just got to go get hit in the face with a baseball bat. That's the missing ingredient. So I'm glad you cleared that up. And what about Deb Erickson? <laughs> is she enough of a trainer? Oh, my goodness. Deb Erickson is incredible. And, you know, it, it's you, Esther Wildenberg. I mean, the people, the people who are popping up to see Forbes Riley are, you know, it's, it is absolutely. The people the that understand this stuff. Yeah. That's what, who we have on here today. I mean, people that get what it takes to have that mindset, to train your brain, to train other people, that's what's unbelievable. And bring, bring her back on, even if we don't have video, it's still, at least we can hear her. Forbes, you got us? Uh, well, you can hear my hear my audio, and I'm going to actually work on putting you up on it. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, we're good. All right. Well, I'm going to actually, you know, I'm so bright that my whole entire screen went dark. Isn't that kind of funny? That's okay. Well, I'm that's so bright, my screen went dark. <laughs> Okay, where were we, Adrian? So we were talking, so you were telling the story about getting cut by your agency because you were 23 and they only wanted people 21 and below or however old you were. And that person 
being so audacious to say, if you want to keep making movies, get so rich, you just make them yourself. So what I said to myself is that, you know what? I think that God speaks to you through people. I've never seen a burning bush. I don't know if you have. And I said, what did that guy just say to me? And he said, maybe the path that you wanted isn't what's right for you. And maybe you should go do something else. And it was a very, very hard moment because what I did was I actually packed up my kids and I moved out to Florida. I said, I can't do Hollywood anymore. Something is not working here. Um, and actually watch this. I'm gonna see if I can make this happen on another you screen. Did it. Wow. Yeah, it's a different computer. But can you, there you go. You gotta take the other one out, otherwise we got double audio, guys. Turn that one off. Restart we that go. major system. Don't let anything down. You know what part of being Forbes is? And I will tell you something, my name, we call it Forbesing it. How do you Forbes something? Is you just become relentless. You don't give up, you don't whind about it, you just move forward. So there I am. You guys can hear me okay? So she's talking See, it, winging it, and finding it on another machine. I would have been having a hot dog by now. <laughs> This is what's great about, again, how I think about life. So what happened was I somehow, I, I was mad. I kind of got, and I don't know, it doesn't matter to me what you call the universe, your higher power, you call it Susan, it makes no difference. I have an interesting relationship, whatever the universe is. I've lost enough people. Uh, by the way, I haven't told you the bad things. You know, th I, I just went all my accomplishments, but did I tell you that I raised a beautiful man it was a little darker than my shirt for 12 years of his life. I got Dexter from the Big Brother, Little Brother program. And he, on his way walking one day from a haircut to church, was murdered. Was shot and killed, shot seven, 10 times by a kid who didn't have a mentor like me and left to die on the sidewalk. My wedding photo was on the cover of the LA Times. You want to talk, Deb, how do you have an unstoppable attitude when that happens? Or an unstoppable attitude when you watch the parents that you love more than anything, you told them smoking was bad and they both died at 70. But I literally turned around and my parents were gone. Um, I have lost three people to gunshots. And then Joshua and I, the eyewitnesses to the Las Vegas shooting outside Mandalay Bay, all the footage that the world saw of that concert shooting was on my iPhone. This makes me sick. All right, we got to take another break, another hard break. We're going to take it right now. We're going to come back right after this. We want to talk about busting through and everybody's life isn't a walk in the park. We're coming back right after this. It's the Genesis Communication Network. Stick around. Hello, Adrian. Hello. You are awesome. Thank you for rolling with that. And we got a nice long segment after this one where we can really get into it. Drill so into it, right. So we were talking on the last break, and I, I just would love to hear, to kind of delve into that story of, uh, of kind of that preparation meets opportunity and how that showed up for you in some key moments along the way where somebody really opened that door for you. So is there somebody specific that comes to mind as you're thinking, thinking about that Forbes? All right. So your dad asked about, did I have acting training? Yeah. So one of the things that I've done is I did train as an actress. And when you do that, you train how to listen, you train improv, you train all kinds of interesting skills. And so the first person who changed the trajectory of my life, was an acting coach. I'd always wanted to be in plays, but I was not very pretty in high school and just couldn't figure it out. Got to my senior year of high school, of college, and I always auditioned and I got townsperson number three. So it's not like it's always been a walk in the park, oh, wonderful for me. Right. Um, in fact, it was anything but. And so I auditioned for this play and the director, I go to look at the call board and there at the very top is my name playing the lead role in the Shakespearean, of, as you like it, biggest female role Shakespeare wrote. And I go to the director and I'm like, um, 
I don't even know if I can do this. Why did you cast me? And he's like, sat me down and he went down a list of things that he saw. He said, number one, you're my ideal Rosalind. Who you are, the strength that you've got, your articulation, blah, 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 blah. These were things, guys, that I only heard in my own head about me. No one ever said any of these things out loud. True. We want to hear the crazy thing about Professor David Richmond. He was 100% legally blind. No. Wow. He didn't see the chunky thighs or the frizzy hair. He saw who I really was. And based on that casting, that moment, I called my parents and said, I love you, but I'm not going to be a lawyer. I'm going to New York City to be an actress. Oh, really? And I did. And I got the lead in my very first movie called Splatter University. And I stuck to my guns about no nudity. And I did all kinds of things. But then you fast forward 12 years and I go into an audition with, there's a pen on a desk, right? Sell me this pen. I don't like to sell. I've never sold. And I think it's a joke. And I say, you know, it's a funny thing about pens. But when I was a kid, my mom used to write me longhand notes in college. And I kept every one of them, a stack like that. Because I realized a pen like this can reach out and touch somebody's heart. Well, Body by Jay comes out of the dark, grabs my face, and you're going to make me a lot of money. You know what I did for the next five years? I created pitches. We launched a network for five, we launched a network on cable called the Cable Health Club, became Fit TV. We launched 1,500 products. We're on 24 hours a day. I had the last 15 minutes of every one of these hours, and I, I can show it to you on videotape. It's cool to watch. He sold that network to Fox for $500 million in 1993. <sighs> on a pen on. Really, Jake, what did you see in me that made you do that? So all along, I have been given opportunities that radically just changed my life. And I do, I've never had a job. I've never, I don't know what it's like to be employed. You know, and then, but it's even more bizarre. I don't know, it's hard to believe I've done all of this. But for my 20s, I was running around at club meds. I was being paid to create, art. it's a long story how I did that. But that was my entire 20s, I know, right? And I created entertainment there. Well, one day I said to myself, like James Bond, I want to go skiing. Had no money. I see an article in a newspaper, an ad for a company called Ski View. They want a club med style bar party at ski resorts. Must know how to ski. I've never skied ever. But I don't. when I walk into the audition, I know he's going to say that. Do you know how to ski? I'm like, sure. And then say no. Okay. I get the job. And guess what? I then go book myself two weeks at a ski resort, learn how to ski. And by the time I showed up, I not only could ski, but I did that job for 10 years. I skied every mountain in America, sponsored by Jose Cuervo Tequila. Now, fast forward one more time. One day, our event becomes so popular, we're doing a three-on-three co-ed snow volleyball game. And they decide ESPN is going to make a special ESPN2 thing about this. Okay, this is my big shot. I'm going to be on TV, right? At the production meeting, they're like, no, 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 you have no TV credits. You cannot hold the microphone. We'll just interview you. And I'm thinking, not good enough, not good enough. Next morning, production shows up. My co-host, a guy named Russ Francis, a patriot. And he's got the microphone. And he said beforehand, he said, well, tell me about what's going on. I said, I'll tell you when we're out there. We walk out there. And, he, and I have this on video, too. He's like, hey, everybody, Forbes Riley, tell us what's going on. Gives me the microphone. And all day long, we go back and forth about the volleyball, about everything that we're doing. It was explosive, it was amazing. He just gave me the microphone when they said he couldn't. A year later, the phone rings, it's ESPN. Hey, we want you to host our premier thing. We're doing a thing called the X Games. I'm like, where's the audition? He said, no, 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 it's yours if you want it. Now, the funny thing about that, I show up on a $10 million set in Providence, Rhode Island as the host with Stuart Scott of the X Games. And I'm thinking, they made a mistake. They don't know. I don't know anything about sports. Somebody's made a mistake here. They paid me a lot of money for this. They're going to fire me. Do you know, for like three years, I kept thinking they're going to fire me. So what is this talent? And by the way, 
The funny thing about that, because it was live, I made sure I got all the half and the, the big recordings, the three quarter inch recordings. I never watched it. 20 years later, YouTube comes out. I have somebody uploaded to YouTube and I watched that very first moment with Stuart Scott. And I had this moment of, holy shit, she's really good. That's <laughs> Oh man. All right. Let's go back to the show. All right. We are back. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show, uh, sponsored by contactmapping.com. And Adrian Schalt is the owner of that company, and he is our lead sponsor. Luckily, he got to come on. And how are you, Adrian? I am great, and this is just such a cool conversation. She's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I want to come back. I actually want to back up again a little bit, if that's okay. Because one of the things, you know, you, you have talked a couple of times about this, you know, almost inborn, it would seem, unshakable mindset from a very early age with every reason not for that to have been the case. Did you? Do you think that came from your parents? Do you think you literally were just born with it? Like, where did that start from for you? You know, I do a lot of post-traumatic, I do a lot of traumatic work with people. Do you know that a lot of your hard drive in your head is based on the first decision that you make about life? Okay. And, and a lot of people I work with have had very traumatic upbringings. I had a wonderful childhood. My parents, even though we had no money, loved me and wanted me. I was their first child and pinned a lot of hope on me. My mom was an only child of immigrant family and they just wanted. And and, and I, I was a smart kid and it was fun to be around. But my first memory was finding my grandma dead. We shared a bedroom and my mom's dad had just died. Now her mom died and she was an only child. She had a newborn, my sister and myself. And I remember what I saw in my mom's face was she was so sad. And I remember thinking that my first decision is if I could do anything to make my mom happy, that's what I'm going to do. And I will tell you a lot of the things that drove me as a kid had nothing to do with me. I loved my parents. They were my best friends. And I would want to, I couldn't wait to bring home report cards because I always got A's. I, I mean, not sports. I couldn't do sports at all, but it was always to show them that I was good. Like, like, like they mattered and they should be happy. And I will tell you the first 20 some odd years of my life was dedicated to making my parents happy. And that's all that I did. And it was phenomenal because it allowed me to achieve a lot of things that I didn't even care about or think about. Mom, come see me in this movie. Come see me in this Broadway show, Mom. And that's what it really was. Um, you know, if you go back to your first memory, Adrian, what's your first memory in life? My, my going to my grandparents' house when my sister was born when I was about four years old. What decision did you make about life based on that moment? I... Uh, it's a happy memory, but I, I I don't know what the decision was. Yes, you do. Pretend you know. It'll it'll tell us a lot about you. And Tom knows these stories. Go ahead. What decision did you make about life? My parents love me because they left a present for me. <laughs> well, you're working with your dad. Think about this and how your hard drive is. Yeah. And I bet you guys have a great relationship. Now you could have made a decision that your parents don't care about you anymore because she mattered more, and then you'd be a very different guy. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. yeah. I will tell you what I tell a lot. I can tell so much about a person based on this because it seems to be not the memory. And by the way, you had lots of memories. The reason you recall this one, I love the study of the brain. I am a hypnotist. I'm an NLP specialist. And I love how the, how the brain talks to the mouth, how your mouth talks to the world, how you manifest things and make them come true. And all of this magic, I've been obsessed with this forever. Partly because my dad raised me as a magician. And it's a funny thing, I can actually do a trick right now, and I know what you're going to say before we even start. You go, wow, that's amazing. 
Well, isn't that a great position to be in a driver's seat where you know the person you're talking to is about to tell you you're amazing, only they don't know it yet? Kind of a funny thing. I do the same thing in sales, and we should come around to what I how I can help the people listening because this isn't the one woman Forbes show, although I'd like to do that at some point. I have a fitness product here, right? Here's what I do to make when I walk up to you, and this is with any product, stop telling people in front of you that they need what you have. The secret is getting them to want it. So if I said to you, Tom, do you want to see something cool? What do you say? Yes, of course I do. I knew you're going to say yes because 99% of people say yes. Well, that's a good question then. Now give good. me your thumbs. Give me your thumbs. Put your thumbs up. <laughs> okay. Now here's the funny thing. Why did you do that? Because you told me to. Right. And that's another thing if you understand about human psychology. Now, if you were in the room with me, I'd put this on your thumbs and you would be doing this. And about 10 seconds later, you'd go, oh my God, I really feel this. How do I get one? I'd say, I have one in my bag. You give me $40, it's yours. Guys, I do this all the time. I teach people to do this in 90 seconds. So if you understand human psychology, can you get yeses and get what you want and stop fighting everybody? It's an interesting way to play the game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you want to catch a mouse, you think like a cheese. So that's perfect. I love it for sure. Yeah, that's exactly it. But most people don't. And when you meet people, ask them what they do. They'll splurt all over you like I did. I don't actually even say that. When I meet somebody at a party, I don't need to tell you that I'm a $2.5 billion host or I've been on TV. I simply say, hey, guys, you know what? I created the greatest fitness product on the planet. Want to see it? <clears throat> there you go. Do you know Mary Lou Henner? Very well. Yes, I did a movie with Mary Lou. She's a buddy of ours. So yeah, she's she's also a real good rememberer. So yeah, you were. Yeah, you I, were have, I have a video of Mary Lou and me spin gymming. Don't kid yourself. Everybody I've gotten to. You need to remind me about that. <laughs> I'll tell her that. That's hysterical. Yeah, she's a good, 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 good woman and very fit like you and on fire about life. And you remind me a lot of her. That's very exciting. So, you know, but Tom, Adrian, you answered a question earlier about, you know, how, how do you get that mindset? And I know Deb reached out. Why would you not be, you know, I've lost a lot of people in my life. I don't know. Let's pretend that this is all there is. I do believe in all kinds of spirits and fun things, but let's just pretend. Yeah. This is it. So if you do it right, then once is enough. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And so what I find is how do you infuse people with motivation? I've always been like this. And yes, I do have down days. And you know what? That's when, I, that's when I turn to the man that I love and he tells me how adorable I am and I kiss him and life is better. But I'll tell you, there was a good 15 years there where I didn't have anyone because I had left one relationship after our, our son was you know, murdered. It's, that, takes, that takes the wind out of your sails. But it's always made me want to fight harder because I only know this life. And I know that if I help people, I feel better. I've also, for the last 18 years, did something that I wanted to do my whole life, and that was raise babies. And I got to tell you, I'm in business with both of my kids right now. They are the most wonderful, fun children. They were raised with, they're sensible, they're smart, they appreciate me. And wow, I can't wait to keep, you know, you want to be a role model for somebody else. Tom, was that a reason that you did this so Adrian could see how you, you know, who you are? Sure. Twin girls, right, for you? No, one boy, one girl. One boy, but twins. Yeah. Not identical, not, not identical. One has a part, the other one doesn't. <laughs> do, they, do both of them work with you? They do. Well, my daughter, it's very funny. Hey, uh, they should come in here because you, you'd be blown away. My daughter runs my company. She is the 18-year-old CEO of my company because she is a whipper smart, uh, 
uh, Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels called her out on stage in front of 10,000 people. She is logical and smart and unbelievable. And actually her brother works for her. Go figure. Wow. How cool is that? And they get along. The whole family gets along. How do they like the new fiance? We won't say that in public. <laughs> but, well, but you know what? Mommy told them never go with a bodybuilder and never go with anybody who rides a motorcycle. And I said all of these things. And then Joshua showed up to be the coolest guy in the entire world. <laughs> a, motor, a motorcycle and a bodybuilder. Yeah, I, oh, I really screwed up. I said to her, I've worked with bodybuilders my whole life. And I love them. And But you should marry one because they're interested in three things, working out, food, and themselves. Yeah. And then I fell in love with one. But I also fell in love with a guy. And remember, you want to talk about psychology? He's not your typical guy. This Joshua's dad was killed when he was two years old in a car crash. His mom remarried, the uncle actually, and he was killed when Joshua was 15. So this beautiful little boy that you see here as a grown man didn't have much of a role model. And, and Adrian, when you look at, you know, can you imagine life without your dad? Without, and so the most important thing to him is loyalty. And he has got a, a trait that I embrace so much. I don't believe, we've been together for five years. <clears throat> He's like, I was made for you. He's like, I am yours on every level. I don't know how you have a man ever say that to you. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I know we have fun with his physique, but I'm 17 years older. So here's yeah. the next thing. You know, that's kind of a cruel joke because we both wish that I were younger technically. And then people sometimes make fun of us. <clears throat> and you go, come on, bring it on. Yes, I'm sleeping with my trainer and he's after me for my money. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> that is so adorable. And we were watching you. So all of you know, they were on screen, but they didn't realize they were on screen. And we watched them just interact for about a minute together. And I cannot believe you've been together for five years, just watching what we saw. It just warmed our heart so much. Didn't it Paco? Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's really true. And I agree. It's that, that looked way more like puppy love than five years in. And that's really cool to see. And guys, here's the thing. You know, when I decided that it was okay to fall in love again, and this is important for all men and women on chapter two, you're liable to have a chapter two, is make a list of what you want. Say things that I preach, because I now speak on stages around the world. I'm on tour right now with Deepak Chopra, Les Brown, Damon John, Jack Canfield. Not a lot of women up there, which is another interesting fact. Um, but I made a list for real. I said not what I necessarily wanted, but how I wanted to feel. I wanted to feel cherished. I wanted to feel loved. I have people in my life who like to put me down. They do that with successful people. You need to get those people out of your life. And then jokingly, one of my girlfriends said that what she had on her list was someone who looked like he walked off the cover of a romance novel. I put that at the top of the list. Sure. You know, just saying, why not, right? Because there was a long time where I just, I hated Walt Disney and I was angry because I was waiting for some guy to ride on a white horse and save me. Shame on us. Well, I put all that together and said, I want a power couple. I want to live out the rest part of my life with this strong, amazing man. By the way, who I also learned that when he gets to be strong, I get to be the little girl. Yeah. I, don't think I knew that the first time around. I didn't know about the male and female energy within all of us. And when you're as aggressive and powerful as I am, the truth is at night, I'm a little girl. I just want to be, you know, and it's fine, but I never let that be seen before and cherished. And the funny thing was, no Tinder, no bars. I'm this manifesting machine. I had it on my wall, what I wanted it to look like. I'm doing a spin gym video shoot in a hotel room in Las Vegas. My videographer says, hey, do you want to meet a two-time Mr. Arnold champion? I'm like, yeah, I'd like a million bucks. An hour later, he comes in and he's my model. And you know the funny thing? 
I don't really think twice about it. He takes his shirt off and I, I see naked men, all the half naked men, work out with him. It's great. We go away. He followed me on Instagram. He had a picture of, he took of that day and he's like, want to know more about this woman? I can, hopefully I'll get to do an infomercial with her. I'm like, come on, really? The big hunky guy's going after the, okay. And we talked for three months and then he came out on his motorcycle. And I will tell you, there's a moment, because remember, I see life like a James Bond movie. Four hours he drove out in his black leather. He pulls up, vroom, stands there, takes the helmet off. And it's like, <laughs> he was a Chippendale. I'm like, you get your own private Chippendale? Like, I don't have to give him back? <laughs> and the crazy thing was, I had a moment of clarity. I'm not stupid. And I said, let me ask you a question. What are you doing here? And he looked at me with these puppy dog eyes and he says, you know, I'm not very spiritual, but something told me that you need me. Wow. Five years ago, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever imagined. And he is the reason I've been teaching. I teach classes online. I coach. I spend a lot of time helping other people because I am so deeply in love with the idea that somebody loves and cherishes me that I can give it to other people because I finally get it. I got all the pieces together and I figured out what life is about. And it is about loving on other people, giving more than you get, showing up all the time and smiling when you don't even feel like it because it's not unbelievable. All right. We got to take a break. Final cost segment coming up. We love Forbes Riley. Follow her. Live with her. Everything she's got <laughs> by. I love her. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, Miss McKenna. How about this? No, Michelle, get McKenna. I want it. Well, and even Riker, because I want it. I, you know what? Partly, it's a funny thing when you get to this part of your life. You know, I've accomplished all kinds of things. I have two new best-selling book at this book that we did. This is the thickest. Oh, no, this one. Two, this one. I did this book in two months with 150 authors. And this one we did in 18 days. Holy I'm mackerel. I'm helping people become best-selling authors. I'm helping people enjoy their lives. And I know that you've always done that through network marketing. Um, it's definitely the best part of my life is happening now. Can wow. I come in here just for 61? You're starting out. And what's so cool about that? Hello, you. This is McKenna. I've McKenna, had the runner of the company. <laughs> How are you, McKenna? Good. How are you? My name's Tom Chanel. This is my little boy, Adrian. It's take your children to work day. <laughs> take your parent to work day, I think. <laughs> yeah. So McKenna, you're working side by side with your mom and she's just inspiring the living crud out of you and you're doing the same for her, right? Yep. Yeah. I finally got my mother to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Feels pretty good, right? <laughs> Feels great. I love it. It's, I mean, it's been an awesome experience working with her. I mean, a family business. I got my brother working for me now. My dad's working for us now. It's, it's really awesome. Yeah. It's been awesome. I kind of did a little bit of the dog and pony show. They're a little in shock at going, whoa, who are you? I'm a, I'm a conjoiner. I was like, you know what, guys? We're all in on this. Let's do this together. And I love working with my family. I and really Russell, Russell, Russell Brunson brought you up on the stage? He shouted her he out. Shout, yeah. Shouted you out? Yeah, I've been using his platform since I was, since I was like 12. So for the last six years. Since I'm 12. Um, and I, I mean, I've watched this company go from having the worst support team and not they're having so many kinks to being one of the top rated funnel companies. I was on their podcast. I'm in contact with everybody there because I'm the one that was like, hey, this isn't working or you need to fix this or why can't we do this in the platform? And they changed and actually allowed us to do it, which was super cool. Like I watched my input get taken up and I, I got in all the beta trials for things. Yeah, it was awesome. 
What did they say about that apple not falling far from? I was just thinking. I don't think. I don't think she's adopted, Adrian. No, (laughs) isn't. My wife is watching and going nuts about how cute both of you are, and my wife's fifteen years younger. So that whole conversation, you know, same deal that you go through in with with dopes that have to take a shot at you about the relationship that you've got. When you find somebody, and people ask me, my wife, and I'll send you a picture of my wife after this when you send me that little gizmo back for $40. But <laughs> I, she's telling me I have to Venmo her 40 bucks too, by the way. So that's pretty cool. She's oh, so because I can't give it away for free. Yeah. Her oh, boss yeah. wouldn't let her. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I just think you guys are awesome. And everybody goes, well, what do you love most about your wife? And she, you know, she's so beautiful. She's so smart. She's so this, she's so that. A lot like your fiance, what I love about my wife the most is how much she loves me. That's what I love about my wife. She just loves me. And that's all this old guy needs. I'm 70 years old and I've been married to her for 25 years. And it has been an unbelievable run of the cards that I know you're going to have, Forbes. And I'm very, very excited for you. And growing up with your children is the, you know, how long have we been together working on this? Five years? Uh, Four four years. So you would have been 14 years old. So this is pretty crazy what he and I are accomplishing. Well, we're just like you guys. How old are you? I'm 70. No, Adrian. I'm 36. Got it. You know what? I'm going to put the pressure on you. You know, I love to tell stories. So my mom's held up in gun, at gunpoint when I'm a kid. They stole all of our jewelry, devastated me. My daughter's watched over the years how I'm a little psychologically weird when it comes to real jewelry. Mm-hmm. And what did you say when you were younger? I said when I was eight years old, uh, my mom always pointed out rings, big diamond engagement rings. They, She had one, locked it up, and always was like, I, oh, we always looked at them. Oh, wow, look at her ring. Like I remember being in the back of the room being like, did you see that woman's ring? And we would talk about it, and it was something that she always loved and admired. And not that I can't afford it. I just didn't want to buy one on my yeah, own. I had weird, was, you know, just the whole thing about being that devastated. We always used to talk about it as well. My birthday this year, I opened a box, and with her own money, she bought me that. Oh, that made the hair on the back. Look at your face, too, your little girl. Unbelievable. I'm really happy that I was able. I have the video from when I gave this to her, and it was probably one of the, I mean, it's the, I mean, it was, oh, it makes me crazy, the, the ring, but I'm so happy that it makes her happy. Because other than that, I don't understand why such smart people find so much joy in such little shiny things. <laughs> <laughs> that is so crazy. But look how you love each other and look how you're working with each other and honoring each other. That's makes us that and I know it sounds weird as a mom to do that, but I well it, she definitely needed it. We work so hard and she does nothing. She she doesn't she's not buying herself any clothes, oh. she doesn't spend any money. And you know what? This is like a, a kind of a milestone. And I love that. And I definitely think for working with your family and things like that to reward your family when you do amazing things. But I'll also tell you that for years I had been working on figuring out the online portion of my own business and I could I I was in bed with several people and it all fell apart for whatever reason and she watched all of that suffering and anger and you came in and rescued it all didn't you in the middle of covid she created almost a million dollar coaching business the whole back end all the design and everything it's what we always needed and it's like oh my god McKenna now works and it's working so well it's amazing how about your little brother? Is he a slacker? No, he's oh, amazing. Oh, no, no. He's one of the smartest people I know. He 
is doing amazing in our company right now is working with our team and having the most fun. He was like, this is awesome. I love doing this. And by the way, last year was their senior year in-house here. So he's the IB straight A student and anything she couldn't finish, he helped. I know he's, he's amazing. He's just, he's such a support team and he's so brilliant. He's so brilliant. Oh my gosh. Everybody watching, this is what it looks like. If you just believe in yourself, believe in your kids, never ever give up, teach your kids that. That's all I want you to do because then you end up at the end of the rainbow. There is nothing better for for, for Forge Riley than to have her little girl and her brother working together, have a great relationship with another human being. That's exactly what I've got, what we've created. That's that's Nirvana, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Actually, that's what's so funny about it is we all talk about the journey is the journey because if, if not, I'm here. I live in the beautiful house. I've got a great kid, two kids. They're healthy. They graduated high school. Okay, now I get to enjoy. This is what we wanted. I remember 18 years ago going, I just want a baby. I want a baby. Now you got this. It's like, wow. So I just hope for people that they find whatever makes them happy. But this is what I've always wanted. I'm living that dream. And now the goal is to give back as often and as much as we can. Look how comfortable McKenna looks in her own skin, too. Yeah. You know, she, she's just not. It is so. <laughs> I'm like, I out of the tower, so my hair is really bad. But this is the future. This is what, you know, this whole thing is being turned over to you, your brother, guys like Adrian, and you're taking care of an already great world without listening to all the noise. And, you know, your mom's been through it. I mean, that Las Vegas thing had to be traumatic and all the other stuff that happened to you. But I'll tell you, there's life lessons. And what you're wondering, all, all of you out there, is when it's your turn, it's now. Right, Forbes? Absolutely. You know, and one of the things that I teach now and I'm very focused on is this concept of pitching. How yeah. do you articulate what you want to get a yes? We got a yes earlier. And you know that. You know, Tom, when you're at the top, he's actually the biggest guy in his network marketing company. Being able to recruit like that and do that, that is something I totally honor. Yeah. It's been hard. But what, how do we, these people are screaming. Uh, Deb Erickson, of course, the genius. She's, you, wait till you meet her. I'll hook you guys up together. How do, what, where, where can we find your coaching program all the stuff you're doing. What's your best website to go you to? What? You go to ForbesRiley.com. You can do it on your phone. No, just go to Pitch Secrets Masterclass. Okay, well, that's in there. Join us. That's in there. The, that All right, is. so go to www.PitchSecretsMasterclass. It's a $19 class. I'll do it on Sundays for two hours. You'll have the time of your life. I do it live. I've done it every day live, every Sunday since June, and uh, it'll blow your mind. So, yeah, big $19 class. You need to be there on Sunday. And if not... I'm all over social media with my name. It's the best way to find me. By the I'm, way, um, I watch you. I listen to you on Clubhouse. I, I'm telling you, you are my idol. And I love you. It's been a great show, McKenna. You were the star. We like you even better than the fiance. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. And we can't wait to have your little brother and your dad on next. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.